Doc's podcast. I'm just going to give you a brief description. This podcast definitely is not a sports show. It's not a gossip show. It's not even a news politics talk podcast. But it's a hot topic, no matter what the subject matter might be, podcast. Uh, I'm not here to open your third eye. That's on you. You do the research. You read the books. You gain the knowledge. But I'm going to discuss with guests and sometimes alone any subject that I find interesting in the world, be it one of those matters or something else. Please call in to share your opinion live. You can share the show. You can subscribe. I can be found at iTunes, YouTube, and TalkShoe every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, listen, I've also been added to soundengine.com, which is another site that you can hear. All the shows have been loaded up there. This weekend has been a hell of a week. Excuse me for my start off. It's, uh, I'm ready to get at it. I got a lot of subject matters. They're not going to be all in one kind of vein. They're going to be all over the place. But it's going to be enjoyable. I have some people that are supposed to be calling in. We'll see if that happens. If it does, fantastic. If it doesn't, that's great, too. I can rock this party all by myself. Well, the NFL season is now officially over, people. As you know, the New England Patriots won number six. I'm sure everybody is so tired of them winning, winning, winning. But it is what it is. Get over it. People of New Orleans, get over the fact that your team did not go to the Super Bowl. You could have still watched the game if it was, you know, something that was in your uh, wheelhouse. But to uh, ticket the game for no reason, it still was football, you know. Now, what was shitty was the halftime show. Uh, I don't think Travis Scott, big boy, or Maroon 5 did themselves any favor by performing. Uh, if these are the kind of shows that they're going to be putting on, who wants to be bothered with that garbage? At least I know I don't want to be bothered with that garbage. I thought that the commercials were blah, to say the best, blah. The best one to me was the NFL 100 Super Bowl commercial with a lot of the old stars. Come to find out my... Uh, Michael Strahan did the clothing. So there were some giants in there that didn't belong. Uh, It would have been better if everybody in the commercial had actually been a member of a Super Bowl-winning team. And that's why a lot of the younger guys shouldn't have been in there, and there was a lot of older veterans, legends of the game, who could have been in there, like my all-time favorite football player, Tony Dorsett, should have been in that commercial far as I'm concerned, but I'm a homer. I'm not from Texas, but I'm a homer for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Todd Gurley saga, what the hell is that about? Why did Todd Gurley not get the ball? I guess as uh, the offseason goes on, we will figure that out. Hello, and who do we have on the line? Good morning. This is Cal the God. What's up, hey, Dr. Kyle, Queen? what's going on, brother? Hey, good morning, man. What's going on? Who you got on the line today? Right now, it's just me and you, dude. 
Right. Just me right. and you. Right. Well, I'm just kicking it, through then. this uh, ultra-boring Super Bowl that we just experienced, and I'm basically wrapping up on that. Uh, right. The pa- what I did appreciate, the Patriot play is some of them already said they're not going to the White House. They would rather hook up with Obama and celebrate with him like the Golden State Warriors did. Yeah, that's respectful. So I think, you know, I, yeah, I read that too. Yeah, I think that's the new thing. Well, I think that's the new thing. Well, to be honest with you, I think um, everybody has the right to go or not go. Um, it's traditional, well, you know, you go to the White House. Cause I, I got a picture I'm going to post up with a, the last Yankee championship, and I see Obama in the picture, and it's like, it was kind of like great to see it, you know. Trump, on the other hand, is serving uh, Burger King probably or something like that, or he might even be serving hot dogs from the Frank stand. Who knows? Yeah, you know yeah, and, and he's, <laughs> we said, I said this before, you do not put regular gasoline in Lamborghinis. You, you, they take octane, high octane shit, the best yeah, on the market. These are athletes. Their bodies are fine tuned. Some of these guys might not eat fast food one time a year. Some of them, right? right. You know, that's embarrassing, now, though, man. Go ahead, Doc. No, go ahead. Yes, you're right. It's, it's embarrassing. But, it's like you know, saying you know, uh, it's like a slap in the face. You know, you know, you feed kids fast food, but I wouldn't even feed my kid that much fast food. I'd, I'd, I'd cook something and give him something worth, you know, eating. Uh, you know, you go to the White House. I mean, it's supposed to be a prestigious event. Am I correct? Without a doubt. You know what? This man is running around talking about he's a multi-billionaire. He could have went in his own cheap-ass pocket and catered this event for those college kids. Absolutely. But you know what? You were also right, and I'm going to have to agree with you. It's a personal choice. I don't think that we can come down on or congratulate anybody who decides that that's what they want to do. Uh, you know what? I have not been invited to the White House. It's still supposed to be a honor Indeed. to meet the leader of the free world, even if he's an Im- uh, ignoramus. True indeed. You know, <laughs> you hit it on the point right there because, you know, I took my kids to the White House. Uh, they went to the museum actually, um, and we, they went to the White House. They walked around, you know, looked around at the Capitol and stuff like that. You know, you know, I took. We didn't, of course, we didn't go inside, but you know, I just showed them. You know, this is American history as we know it. You know, the White House has been, you know, a place that's housed many, many presidents. I said, but um, the current president, you know, when, once y'all get older. You'll see what the history was and why this guy was so hated, you know. And it's funny because I'm I'm here in Maryland. I'm 45 minutes away, and to be honest with you, I don't think there's anything I would want to talk with Trump about if he invited me. I wouldn't decline the invitation, and maybe I would say some things that people want to say. What you think about that? Well, here's the thing. He's, it's only going to be a photo op. You don't really get to sit down and talk to the man. Now, my thing is this. I would like to have the personal tour of the building because I don't right. know anybody personally who's done it. So 
I mean, if there's a way that I can get in a photo with this man, I mean, and bypass that photo where he's going to use my black ass for his agenda, that's all I want. <laughs> don't use, don't fucking post me on your Twitter, Mr. Trump. Please do not post me on your Twitter. Now, because he will put a caption on there that is not you. Oh no, you know Doc, who represents, you know, he's from Bed Stuy. He. He loves me. No, 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 man. I don't don't twist anything. <laughs> We're not twisting anything. Now I'm gonna say this. Uh-huh. Yesterday we started off the Alliance of American Football and I'm gonna say the AFL game was not a horrible game to watch. Right. It was not horrible. I Today do, is Sunday. I, at it. I didn't look at it. Um one quick question before you get into it. Um, but there's mm-hmm. rule changes that were different from the NFL. Sure. There's no kickoffs. Mm. Okay. There are no kickoffs. So you get the ball at the 25 every time you score. And there's some other little slight rule changes, like right. I don't think you can do an onside kick, but you can go for it on fourth. They, they, they move the ball back, and you go for it on fourth and twelve. So okay. there's very little minuscule rules. It's still, but it came off as football, legitimate football. So, okay. you know, I am detoxing from it. It's only one week, and it takes a little longer to detox from the NFL. So Absolutely. I'm glad that I have this option. And there's two games on today. Question, how many but teams in the league? I think there are 10 teams. Okay. Ten teams. But now that football's over, the NBA has now decided that it wants to get back involved with the Sunday games. And you know what? I'm thankful. Today we got the Lakers versus the 76ers, 3.30 on ABC. Should be a goodie. Yes. You know, you got LeBron, Embiid, Simmons, Butler, and the the guys that LeBron can't wait to get away from. It's called the rest of the Lakers. Yeah, well, see, and 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 you know, I'm I'm a lifelong Laker fan, and I'm not a fan of the circus that you know we've become this year. You know, the the, the Los Angeles Lakers lost 300 games over the last five years, NBA worst, and were 35 wins up last year. With uh, this guy, Luke Walton, as coach, um, I think he's a good coach for younger players. You know, he probably would excel with that Philadelphia team. Um, mm. The thing about Los Angeles is that it's a veteran-laden team, and um, you're not going to reach those veterans the way, say, you would reach those, you know, reach those young guys. He's a good coach, but for the young guys, the situation. In okay, hold your hold your Laker thoughts for a second. We heading there. We got a we got a, a a chunky meaty Laker thing coming up in a, just in two minutes. Okay. I just want to get these other games off the schedule. Tomorrow you got Blazers OKC, which should be a good game. Oh, that's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, Tuesday you got the Celtics Seventy Sixers and good the Jazz one. and the Warriors. That's a good now, one. Now, now naturally, just going to talk about it because I'm not going to even get into it. NBA All Star Weekend. Is coming up this week, so you got three point slam dunk. But here is the Laker part. Mr. Lavar Ball came back. He came back like a cannonball this week. 
<laughs> and everything he said, I am not going to disagree with. Okay? Right. He said Luke Warren was the worst coach ever. At least the worst coach Lonzo's ever had. He said that, and he's, AD is good, but he's not a winner. And Magic Johnson is basically a liar. And LeBron James can lead, but does anybody want to follow? Okay, now, Laker fan, you got some meaty stuff to talk about right there. All right, first of all, I guess we'll touch on LeVar Ball himself. First of all, I think he's a self-promoter, and I'm not mad at him. You know, he's trying to do his entrepreneurial thing. I'm not mad at him. But the, the, the biggest thing to me with LeVar Ball is that he doesn't play the game. You know, uh, currently he might have played in the past, but he, he wasn't professional. So I can't really take his opinion and put it outside of, say, mine's and yours. He's right there with us. It just so happens your son was the number two pick in the draft and plays for the Lakers. And um, I don't think he's as big of a distraction as LeBron James' situation is. In, in, in all honesty, um, I think that uh, he's trying to alienate the team by saying those things, you know, what he's saying. And, you know, I wasn't a LeBron fan at all. You know, I, I've accepted him in L.A. And I've accepted hmm. him, you know, as the best player in the league for the last, since 2010 to me. <laughs> Overall, I think he's the best player in the league. But you don't go to eight straight finals if you're not a leader. And the Lakers, if they didn't learn anything else when he was hurt, you know, they learned that um, – they're not really as good as they thought they were. They reverted back to last year's, what they looked like last year. They look like a rookie team. You know, mm. in essence, I think it's hard for those guys to try to get their heads out of what's been transpiring the last couple of weeks with all the trade talk and try to concentrate and focus on trying to win some games and win more than 35 games. That's where I'm at with it. I'm not putting them in a championship. I'm not even putting them in the playoffs. They're on the outside looking in. This is a rebuild year. Magic Johnson said this in the beginning of the year. This is a rebuild, and I agree. You know, they won some games and got up to a pretty decent start, you know, after a rough patch in the beginning. And in my honest opinion, Doc, you know, they're just not really that good. And a lot of people won't accept that because you got the LeBron slash hater, LeBron sexual. And that person, you know, they, they feel like the Lakers should win at any cost because this guy. Hold on a second. Hold up a second, Kyle. Who we got calling in? Good morning, fellas. Bones. Hey, Bones, Yo. fix that phone, brother. You sound like some kind of alien in the background. Is that better? That's great. Absolutely. Okay, good morning, Kyle, Bones. go How back doing, to man? it. Uh, good morning, Bones. What's up, man? How you doing today? Good morning. I'm good, brother, and yourself. I'm all right, man. Thanks for the kind words. You know what I'm talking about. but um. Yes, sir. Going back to this uh, Laker thing, you know, I think the distraction has basically separated the team, you know, with, uh, you know, the trade talk. I think Magic Johnson should have picked a better way to do it. Um, I don't think AD is worth maybe two players because LeVar Boy Whoa. had another point. Whoa. I, would, I would trade my two, two of them young players off, <laughs> give them a first-round pick, and maybe take a contract back. And I'm going to say this, AD is good. But he is—he hasn't won anything, and that's a fact. And he hasn't made anybody better out there because he hasn't had anybody to play with. 
you know. Well, he did play with Boogie. With Boogie, he had him and Boogie, but him and Boogie are essentially mirrors of each other and what they do. So at the end of the day, you know, to me, I love AD, but I, I, I'm, I'm not willing to sell a cattle in the ranch for him. You know, okay. and that's just my personal opinion. I think he's a great player and put with a great point guard, a decent point guard, and a couple of players around him. You know, he can play, but you got to, the same way you, you got all these other good players with all these extra stars, you put him in a star late in lineup and see what he does. But no, he hasn't, he hasn't won anything. And he has okay. a right to say that he doesn't want to be there because at the end of the day, he should be able to control his future and decide where he makes his money or where his legacy, where he should be known as. Right now, he's going to get stepped on for a minute because of how he did the, you know, the trade demand and the way everything worked out. So he's going to get stepped on. And um, I like his agent. What his agent did was something slick. His agent went to the league and said, yo, these guys better not sit my guy because he you know, demanded a trade. Because I thought basically the same way LeBron is in a situation where he's alienated from the team because – they try to trade everybody away. I feel that AD is alienated from his team because of the trade demands. Because basically, if you're saying, I want to leave, you're saying that everybody you're playing with ain't shit. And it's kind of hard to come back from that. What do you think? Now, before I even speak on the Lakers' bones, you got any opinion on what's been going on with LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, they resurrected LeBron. Um. <laughs> <laughs> by uh, making his demands. I do think the, the Pelicans' um, demands was just outrageous. And then also, too, you know, when you're under contract, like he is, he's under contract for the next two years, I think. He doesn't have any leverage. You could scream no. to, the, to, uh, to the highest mountain, but you're still under contract. And if I was an owner, I would make you honor your contract. And I'm LeBron, with you on that. Yeah, and LeBron does what LeBron does. You know, he's the best player in the league, face of the league. And it's the same thing happened with Cleveland is what's happening, you know, with the Lakers. Remember when they traded that, that um, I think by the deadline, when they traded everybody, even even Dwayne Wade? So yes, and they brought the over Hood thing. and those guys. Yeah, and guys just catch feelings, even though it's still at the end of the day a business, but they still catch feelings about, you know, being traded and whatnot, you know. But I wouldn't I trade have, my home. Because the Knicks did that when he, when they should have waited on Carmelo and they traded the whole damn right. team away. Then he gets there and ain't nobody there. That's right. Agree, Bones. I, Definitely agree. I have, uh, I have strong feelings on this Lakers thing with LeVar. I, I'm going to, for the first time in my life, tip my hat to LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball wants Lonzo in L.A., and he wants to make it so bad that nobody wants to take him and his son on. <laughs> Success. He, he, he succeeded. He succeeded. <laughs> the boy has never left California his whole life. Two, I finally see what people have been telling me for 10 years. I've got a lot of LeBron haters in my life. Not LeBron, the basketball player. Not LeBron and sending the kids to college. But LeBron the man. Actually, I don't like LeBron, L.A. Bron. L.A. Bron is like his true self has come out. One day, <laughs> one day this week, right, on Tuesday of this week, the announcers asked him, 
What does he think about the Harrison Barnes trade? He goes off. This is unfair. The players shouldn't have to be treated like this, traded in the middle of the game. So Wednesday they asked him about the players on the Lakers. You know what he said? It's a business. He stood up for a stranger and couldn't stand up for the guys he looks in his, you know, he shares a locker room with every day, travels with. So as long as it fits LeBron's plan, and LeBron has never come off more phony than he did, and it only took six months for me to see it. Since he's wore the purple and gold, he's, I see he won, he runs the league. Oh, absolutely. He, he, he influences all these other guys to want to do what he does, and Bones made the best point. A person who's never been under any kind of contract think that it's some kind of piece of paper that you could violate at any time, and it's not. It's not like Anthony Davis is under contract and being paid $13 and an EBT card. Somebody's giving this kid 25 mil. He signed it, not under distress. Nobody put a pistol to his head. I don't think they do that right. in the ADA and negotiations. So you know what? Anthony Davis right now can go fuck himself. I don't, I don't like how he got down with this. Agreed. You know what? And then the reason I take it personal is I'm a San Antonio Spurs fan. And what, what Kawhi Leonard did to Spurs last year was an abomination. And I'm glad they didn't cave totally into him. And I hope his ass freezes every day he's in Toronto. <laughs> I want him cold. I want him shivering. I want his fucking nose dripping snot. Every day he's up there. I want his braids to fall out of his fucking head. And because you just don't do that to an organization. You, you, it's good enough to take their $72 million, and then you just tell them, you know what? Uh, I had enough for you. And there's no guarantee that he puts on purple and gold. People could fantasize all they want. LeBron and AD alone are not going to win the championship because I don't no, think they're signed by the point. third person. No. I don't no. think I don't think Kevin. Dur- I see Kevin Durant is woke. He's like, you know what? I ain't dealing with LeBron and his bullshit. Cause Kyrie Irving let it be out. He put it out there last year. He said this guy's been trying to sun me since I came in the league. So forget that. Only a kiss ass wants to play with LeBron at this point. He can get Wade. Wade's seven hundred and five years old. Let him go play. Well, Wonder for Woman him. is done, man. He's retired. Wonder Woman is done. You know what I'm saying? Okay, who we got calling in? Who we got calling in? Somebody called in. Yes. We gotta hit the unmute button. No, 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 no. I don't I don't mute anybody. So they should be uh they should be active. So now this one is right up uh Bones Wheelhouse. All right. MDC this week. As these guys in freezing weather, no electricity. Okay, that's not good. No. That was totally. Uh, no, heat, no water. I mean, I understand that it's a it's a federal jail, but they're human beings. 
I mean, damn. Yeah, that was. Backup gen- yeah, that was. I'm pretty sure we could get the be the fly on the wall. I'm pretty sure they they had to get rid of the whole administration, whoever's the warden there on down. Oh yeah, because, that was crazy. Yeah, because that's um, you're supposed to have a crew there working 24 hours to fix that problem. You either got two choices: you fixing the problem or you moving them. And yeah, you better do it quickly, because with social I mean, media. It's going to get out, you know, about what's going right. on in there. And then it, that right. day, those couple of days here in New York, and this is even in the city, too, when he was talking about it was five degrees, yeah. negative five degrees, and um, um, windchill, like, minus 10. That was crazy. Yeah, that's, that's – hey, somebody called in. Who we got with us? <laughs> Uh, it's uh, actually uh, an abomination when you don't have uh, – think about this. And you've experienced this. You've been at sea. All the shitters get clogged after a while. And that's on a ship that people are working 24 hours a day, Bones. Could you imagine no electricity? The bathroom uh, conditions at MDC must have been appalling. Didn't, That's true. Didn't, how do you expect a corrections officer to patrol in the dark? You know? Very tough to do. How do you get, get food to people? That kind of you know prohibits you from really being safe and doing your job, too. Yeah. You know yeah. what? If, if you want to... Oh, what is that? If, if if they wanted to hit somebody off, that was like the perfect time. The only difference was they couldn't see them. Yeah. So they also what? had to be placed. They also had. Well, they were locked in. Place. Yeah, they had to. They had to place the whole jail basically on lockdown. Right, and that was a sad thing too, because as we all know, when you're in a cold environment, it becomes like an igloo, and they had to yeah. stay in the cell in the dark, in the cold, in the dark. So. Yeah. They're going to sue the facility, I mean, sue the department, rather, and whoever else that they they can find. You know, they they just done gave them a financial windfall for that um, drop in the ball. You know, if anything, where's your humanity, you know, for your fellow man, even though, you know, they're incarcerated or whatever. Everybody in there ain't guilty, but, you know, that's not even the fact either. But just the fact that you have people in here and uh, you're the one who's, who's their caretakers. Right. And you got them in this type of environment right here. And the people on the outside, I mean, they just did the craziest thing. I understand the protest, but once you try attempt to storm the jail, you know, that's just like asinine because, you know, they're going to spray all kind of chemical agents on you and stuff like that. Yeah. Not the brightest decision <laughs> by certain people. You know, and I <laughs> no, think it people was use, not. No, I think people use certain things for their own agendas. You understand what I'm saying? And... Yeah. You know, people forget, and this is my thing even about the with the, with the police, you know, uh, people always talking about fuck the police, this, that, and third. You know, I deal with individuals, you know, in, in certain situations I've been in recently. I've had the pleasure of dealing with some of the police in the area where I live, and they actually are decent fellas, you know, once you get past the, you know, I'm the police thing. And my thing about it is this. it's, a, it's Basically, it's authority. I respect authority. I may not like the person, but I respect authority. 
And what people don't seem to understand is this, Bones and Doc, if something happens to somebody, the first person they're going to call is the police. So my thing is, if you know your first call is to the police, why are you saying fuck them? Well, some of it is ingrained because of bullshit. Some of it is from life experience. Some of it is uh, outside influences, you know, outside influences. And, and matter of fact, I want I just want to I want to lighten the mood a little. Uh, I I just want to do some YouTube shout-outs real quick. This is not going to disturb anything. I found I, I lately I find myself okay. I watch one or two TV shows. They might be heavy dealing with murders and stuff like that. So I like to go to something comical. And this fucking guy. I find this guy online, I don't know how old it is, but he's washing chicken, and he's using Dow dishwashing liquid to do it. It is hilarious. It's on YouTube? It's everywhere. It's okay, unbelievable it. because it's, it, it's, it is so unbelievable that he said that somebody told him, you don't be washing the chicken. And he went to, and thank God he did this on like a Facebook Live so that right. somebody in his audience said, you're not supposed to use soap, you asshole. And so he, <laughs> he was like, okay. I mean, he's literally washing the chicken with blue dye. So that is something to watch. You know, um... Good bones. Oh, with the washing of your your meats, right? They had they had it on some show, and they was talking about people they didn't wash the food. I mean, wash it. They didn't talk about even using water. It just went straight from the package to the to the, the grill or the frying pan. That's why I don't eat. And, uh, I, yeah, and uh, I, I you know I was like listening, like wow. I said in my household. My mother always cleaned the meat, with, you know, washed it, you know, with water, vinegar, you know, that stuff never went straight from the package to the to the um, frying pan. Never. Right. It's almost like their reasoning is that that uh, germs and bacteria is going to be killed at, what, two, three, four hundred degrees. That's their logic of why not, you know, why, you know, not getting that stuff off. Or even more foolish. They believe that the packing facility has done this for you. And you ever notice there's that little silicone uh, thing at the bottom of the meat? That's the greatest yes. thing in the world. Don't even smell it. Yes. Now, me personally, we don't use vinegar. We use lemon because vinegar starts the cooking process. And if I'm marinating mm. meat, I could soak it in lemon and then drain it out, and you'll see the grunt come off. But I do right. have one step, hard rule. I do not eat any, and anybody that knows me knows this. I do not eat any communal food. I do not eat at anybody's house. I do <laughs> not so eat true. at picnics. <laughs> I do not eat at uh, corporate functions. I do not eat Nothing. anywhere that I do not see somebody prepare the food in front what's of the, me. What's that place they love in the South? Um, Golden Corral. What's that place they Golden Corral. <laughs> well, Golden Corral is garbage. I think I have one not uh, not too far from me. And as far as I know, Golden Corral is a uh, buffet. If you can breathe over it, you got your – put it this way. If you got a dog, a cat, or a little child, 
I'm not even drinking water at your house unless it's coming out of some kind of filter or you have me a bottle. I have trained my body where I could hang out for eight, nine hours at functions and just don't eat. Hey, you, you're hungry? I'd be starving I've like seen a mother. No, no, no. I've, I've seen you do it. I'm, I'm good. Because won't people don't clean either. their food. <laughs> yeah, people don't clean their food properly. They don't prepare their food properly, and I'm not going for any of it. Hey, we got somebody call in. Shout us out. Let us know who we are. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello? Oh, oh good yeah, morning. Yes. Good morning. I who, called who in. Are you, Anthony Pell, I got a call from my man, Cal One to God. He told me Yo. to give you a shout-out today. Big Ant, okay. man. What's going on, brother? <laughs> it was good. I was trying to come through. It wasn't working. My phone is giving me headaches this morning. <laughs> that's that's fine. That's fine. Uh, okay, so you're on the line with, as you know, Kyle Bones. I'm Doc. What up, Doc? Good to meet you. Good to meet you too. I appreciate you calling in. Damn man. Well, thank you. You sound as what did you say? <laughs> I was listening in for a while. I just couldn't uh, unmute it. I was having issues, like I said. But I, I definitely feel y'all on everything, man. You know, especially the whole prison thing, the whole basketball, all of that. I listen to it quite a bit. Okay. Do you mind if I ask you a question? Of course. Okay. I'm on the opposite spectrum of you. I'm five foot four. How is it going through life being so tall? <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. To be honest with you, I mean, I've always been a. I mean, when you're always a little bit taller than everybody else, you know, this starts in kindergarten. This starts with your family when you were a little boy. Damn, we were in kindergarten three. together. That's what's funny. Yeah. And we were the tallest that, kid in the class, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's kind okay, of what so I I'll, mean. You know, it's I'll just give you a some different pers- on perspective. What I'm about. All right. I'll give you barons on what I'm talking about. Being five foot four, meaning at, there was other points in my life I was shorter. So I'm always front of the line guy. <laughs> I've actually had women tell me that they couldn't date me because I'm too short. So, you know, you do come across, and, you know, people, I'm, when I was smaller, I'm a big uh-huh. guy now, but when I was smaller, people were more likely to want to challenge me because they was like, okay, he's easy. He's 5'4", 140. I can take, I can make my bones off of him. I'm like, hey, you know. So you learn to pug very well when you're 5'4". Well, I, I think it's a matter of the other individual because I've heard that too. Oh, he's he's a big dude. I'm going to you know, get my bones against him. You know, see what I could do, put him down, do this, do that. And, you know, then people try to make a name for themselves that way. So I don't think the size of the other person really matters. Yeah, I agree. It's, you know, because the world, the world, if, if people don't know, as far as I know, the weaker says that you're like seven foot tall. Exactly. And the world, the world's not built... Totally for seven footers. Well, let's let's back it up a little bit before you continue that. You know, I've seen buildings and places in ancient days where doorways were seven to nine feet. 
So basically, from okay. my perspective, people have shortened things down. You know, there's not a lot of tall people around anymore. So, you know, yeah, if there was 107 footers for every 100 square feet, yeah, every doorway would be bigger. You know, but we're <laughs> scarce now. <laughs> you know, we're in a few <laughs> places, so there's it. no need. To, yeah, there's no need to have big doorways all the time when we're so spread out. You know, but you got to remember, too, you know, society's cut from a different type of cloth, or should I say modern-day society. You know, things were accepted differently back then. Now it's like, you know, people look at me like I'm an anomaly. I'm like, nah, this is the norm. Y'all funny. <laughs> you're, supposed okay, to be big. you're supposed to be bigger, stronger, faster, all these other things, right. just genetically speaking. You know, but when you have other shit going on and a lot of those changes and yeah, there's nothing you can do about that. I'm just a rare breed right now. But you know what, yeah, Dan? I'm gonna tell you this: when, 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 whenever I'm home, you know, I'm barely six five here, so I'm looked at as being tall. But when I'm home and I'm around my friends, you know, and you know, this dude is six eight, this dude is six eleven. Okay, you're even seven. This guy's six nine. It feels kind of like regular for me. You know, like that's I don't what I mean. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, kind of, like, normal to me, you know? Or, like, it's either that, and, and in that instance, I'm the shortest guy. But if, you know, I'm around just my regular guys that are not necessarily big, tall guys, and I'm the tallest person, that feels regular to me, too. So I'm kind of I'm kind of cool with it both ways, you know? Yeah, you like, got to put on me, Kyle. We, we were long and short. Yeah, and, and, and well, but you know what, uh, though? Your presence, and uh, let me just... Yeah, you might be five four, but your presence your presence was seven four, and people knew it. <laughs> Thank you. We walked together. You could see it. You, you could you could see you saw strength there. And um, Doc, uh, if, if God is my witness, I, I I saw nothing but strength in you from day one, and we've known each other a long time. I appreciate that. True. Well, and I would appreciate tell people that. all the time, you know that. The strength and measure of a man has nothing to do with his size. I mean, it's his heart, you know, what comes out of his mouth because that strength comes from within. I mean, you could be three feet tall, but if you got the heart of a lion, people are going to recognize that. Yeah. Well, Mr. Peel there, I, I wasn't asking to be uh, condescending on anything. It was just I was so intrigued of the differences because, I mean, I've known six-foot-nine guys, but I've never known anybody I'd seen Charles Smith once. Uh -huh. yeah, he's, man, he looks, Smith, yeah, he's long, tall, tall, long. His neck is yeah, like his, nine. <laughs> he's, he's, he looks like he's mostly neck to me. I saw him on the train a couple of years ago. He's a tall dude. He's a big dude. Yeah, his waist was at my, like his belt was at my head. <laughs> and I was like, damn, you're in two different worlds. But, you know, Charles didn't have time to answer no questions, so he's moving and I'm moving. I just was yeah. like, oh, damn, that's different, you know. So I'm well, intrigued about the, things I know nothing about. Well, and the thing is, you know, just thinking of my experience, there was a time, you know, I played against a guy that was 7'8 from Russia. You know, I've been in the room with one guy, Priest Lauderdale. He was about 7'2". Another yeah, guy, Darvin Ham, he was 7'1". You know, when I'm, when I'm in a, a certain group of people, I'm not always the tallest, so... I hear where you're coming from, but for me, it's normal just because, like I said, not to be funny, I was short. A lot of you have never been seven feet. <laughs> so I've been five feet, five, four, five, six, five, eight, six, five. I've been all of that. You know, so. Yeah, that is true. All, 
yeah, being at all those different levels, and when you finally stop at seven, you realize, okay, you're not only in a different class, but the class is bigger than you think, you know. So I've learned to accept, yeah, yo, this, this, I'm not the biggest man out there, you know. So it's a certain level of, you know, humbleness and humility, but you just roll with it. That's all it is. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Somebody else called in. Could you give us a shout-out? Let us know who you are. Okay. Okay, I guess they'll speak up when, when they're ready. Yeah. Can you can you hear me? Oh, yes, I can. can you? Hey, how you doing? This is uh, William Martin. How's everything going, man? Hey, Pretty good on yourself. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? No, I was just uh, I was just listening to the conversation. I mean, gosh, you guys, <laughs> I mean, you know, you guys are making me feel, you know, short. And, and you know, it's funny, it's funny, you know, listening to the conversation because me, I'm six two, and people are like, oh man, nah, you're a big dude, and I'm like, trust me, you know, there's dudes out there much taller than me, and it's just like I, I tell people all the time when, you know, I'm one of the shorter dudes in my family, and like they'll look at me like. Like I'm weird, and I'm like, you know, six two to me is like average size, you know. But you know, it's, it's you know, it's just, it's just a perception that people have, you know, and I'm, yeah, it's unfortunate, you know. Yeah, well, it is. So, are you a big sports guy, huh? I, I guess everybody oh. has big sports fans. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely, man. Not okay, as big as I used to be, but I still watch it. Oh really? Yeah. I, I I'm. It's like uh, crack cocaine to me, uh, <laughs> except for like soccer. But I uh, I love sports, man. I played football my whole youth and box. But um, I found out real early b-ball was not my game. I played just good enough to not embarrass myself, but. I'm sure if I was if I was to step on the court, one of those kids would YouTube my ankles. <laughs> and that's Basketball a whole new number. That's a whole new thing. What? Oh, so you was so you wasn't Muggsy Bogues before Muggsy Bogues, then, huh? Hell to the no, man. I uh, <laughs> I had a decent shot, but I was not playing any. First of all, there's the prejudice. Growing up at Soul in the Hole, nobody was picking the five foot four guy to play. No way. It's like, get off the court, man. <laughs> Unless you got a mean jumper, get off the court. And I mean, you better be hitting that jumper like a white guy from like St. John's, or, you know, you better be like uh, that type of shooter or, or step off because they took their B ball serious. Bedside at that time, basketball was deadly serious. I know, like a. Oh, well, it, it was it was it was kind of the same for big men too. I mean, I was a late bloomer, but there was a time where, you know, like let's say you waited for the next game and they see you on the side, and if you moving, walking, shooting a certain way, you're not getting picked unless you know somebody on the team where you came with your own five. You know, so I, I yeah, had yeah. to learn and and practice on my own and go out there and do all type of drills. I mean, basketball is my last sport. I played baseball, softball. I played a little bit of D on football. I even played hockey when I lived out in Long Island. I love volleyball, 
But when it came to basketball, my body had to, like, readjust and all these other things. And then finally, you know, they say, okay, you know, he might not be able to do this and do that, but he's an athlete. He, you know, he could run. He could jump. You know, let's just get his timing down. And once the timing came, the rest was history. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and um, I, I want to thank uh, Mr. Anthony Pell and uh, Mr. William Martin for calling in uh, these two gentlemen are definitely helping me out with the New York Underground Radio Sports Network project. And I had told them, you know, basically to give you a call, Doc. You know, I'm glad we got Bones on the line. You know, these are two of the most well-spoken fellas that I know. And, you know, I, I thought it would be a good experience for them because everybody has their own thing in their own right. William, you know, is a talk show host, very knowledgeable, one of the most knowledgeable guys I know in sports. And uh, Mr. Anthony Pell being the next athlete and uh, artist and entrepreneur as well. And William Martin also is an entrepreneur. So, you know, I said if I'm going to have somebody call up Doc and chat with us, it's going to be some guys that's about something, you know, as opposed to, you know, me having just somebody that's, you know, just wants to get on the line and talk, which, you know, of course this is a public forum and they welcome. But I kind of, you know, I kind of like to deal with people that got some sort of substance. And, you know, every single time I've called this show, Doc, and talk with you on your platform, you know, everybody that's been on has been about something, and I've always got gotten something out of our uh, our sit-downs and our talks, you know. So I want to thank you for, you know, allowing me to allow these guys to call in and, you know, be a part of what's going on. Yeah, I appreciate it. I tell you what, each one of you, if you have anything that you're promoting that you want somebody to know about, so that my listeners know uh, maybe you just got a website, a show, anything, feel free. The platform is yours right now. <laughs> well, I'm working on a few things, you know, after the basketball. Well, actually, before the basketball, I was always an artist. You know, I've left things in random countries, given things to people, even sold a few things when I was in college. You know, it's gotten to the point now where, you know, that's what I'm doing professionally. I focus on a lot of a lot of our cultural art, a lot of, well, not a lot, but a little bit of Afro, Afrofuturism. I'm still getting things off the ground. I've had some uh, family issues going on, but I do have an Instagram page and Facebook. So I'm still Please let us know what it is. Ground. Excuse me? Please let us know the name of that page. Oh, on uh, Instagram, I believe I have it up there. It's Aunt Pell, A-N-T-P-E-L-L-E. And on Facebook, it's at Anthony Pell. And I have Fantastic. different albums on Facebook. Excuse me? Oh, yeah, so, I mean, I haven't done anything in a while. I'm working my way to get back to Massachusetts and get back to the art studio and do things. Right now I'm in New York, but in the next month or so, I just have some new pictures and new projects up there. I will check that site out. I, I want to see your artwork. I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of stuff, man. I mean, my main focus is right now oil painting. I, mean, you know, I do a lot of digital stuff on Photoshop. I even have this new program, Inkscape. But, you know, I started with pencil, worked up to acrylic, but art, the oil is mainly what I do now. And I can even take some of those oil paintings, transform it into different things to make it, to make it look whatever once you put it in Photoshop. But that's what I do. I'm, I'm working on a lot of things from there. It's not just to start, stop with the art, but from there, you know, trying to get back into the teaching with the kids and working on other things, other programs to get into hospitals, things like that. It's a beautiful thing. I do some volunteering there myself. I've had some physical yeah. issues that have uh, made it mandatory that I give back. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, is it Mr. Man? William? Uh, yeah. Yeah, how you doing, man? That's uh, William Martin. Yeah, anybody out there, you know, sports Martin, sorry. Always... Oh, yeah, it's all good, man. And anybody out there sports-wise, you know, you can check me out at uh, and I'm on Twitter at 300 Pounds of Sports, and you could also check me out on Facebook at the Sports Depot 365. Just talking an array of sports, and then you can also, if anybody's interested in improving their health and wellness, uh, check out wjmartin.mynewskin.com, and that's new newskin n u s k i n. I have an array of health and wellness products, and I can tell you. Uh, firsthand, you know the products do work. Well, we have a prostate uh, formula to uh, to boost overall prostate health, and of course, you know, uh, improving prostate health is something that is you know big in the black community. Um, we also have an array of uh, you know ladies' cosmetics, uh, lotions, uh, whitening toothpaste, you know, overall supplements to uh, give people a better life. Awesome. Okay, that's beautiful. I, you know what? I'm happy for both of you gentlemen. You're doing things. And that's the, uh, what would you call it? That's the narrative that we have to, I don't know if there's anything that we could change society, even though the proof is out there that people of color are doing things, but the negative narrative that we're not doing anything is ridiculous. So I, I, I yeah. promote, 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 and promote yourself until your, to your mouth, your lips fall off. Put it in their face. Like somebody said to me, don't block them. Let them see how you're living. That'll kill them. Right. Well, it's you know also the, the, mar- the market and the networking, too. I mean, you know, we can talk to a blue in the face, but we, have some, maybe we might have a friend or a family member that might be on a different platform that might be able to take you to the next level. You know, somebody might be able to give you a piece of information to a certain website or a certain group that could, you know, have you link up with more people or other people just as inspired as you are to do the same thing. You know, these are the things we got to promote. You know, we're always doing stuff. That's not the issue. It's the promotion of us not doing things. So we have to counterbalance that, not by talking about what they're saying about us that's negative and everything else. It's about one outweighing the other. If we put more energy into the positive things we're doing, into the light, into the marketing, into the networking, then there's nothing left for them to talk about. <laughs> but they're going to talk anyway. And I, uh, well, I'm, I'm at that phase of my life. I'm trying to network with as many people as humanly possible. That's yeah. what's up. Because the, as far as the life living, I've done that. But now right. it's... I want to I want to branch out and and touch other things. Right. Uh, and some of it is some of it out there is 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 good, but I've been like this last twenty four hours. I spent a lot of time searching around, even for like guests. And everybody under the sun wants to claim to be an expert on <laughs> everything, and and I I have a little issue with that. I, I trust people who don't know certain things because that means as long as they're willing to learn, to be able to admit you don't know it all is fine. Right. I don't know it all. There are things that you could uh, – trust me, I don't know anything about art. 
I don't know anything about uh, creating wellness products. Am I interested in both? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well said. You well know. Said. I'm just. I'm worried about the person that says, "Oh yeah, art. I know that. Wellness. I know. That. This. I know. Yeah. I got everything under control." You know, if there's one thing to know about something, it's easy to know about something, but that doesn't mean you know everything about that thing. That's fact. That's true. That's fact. That's super facts right there. Much believed. You know, but um, yeah, we 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 were having some interesting uh, conversations, and um, Doc, um, where, where you at on the list? That's what I want to know, because I was uh, oh man, before I called to find out. What the hell we was going to be talking about today? Well, I uh, <laughs> we talked about the guy and the chicken. And um, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't think I could ever look at Liam Neeson the same again. At this black bastard, I just want to kill some black bastard comment. I know it was 30, 40 years ago, but I got this thing, man, and this is actually the name of this show. If you don't mean what you say, then shut the hell up. That was something he should not have said. You know what I think? I think somebody else had that information and was going to release it before he could and make it okay. look even shittier. So I think that's why he said it. My opinion. You know, because this week, man, we went, Virginia went crazy with the damn yearbooks and the blackface and the lieutenant governor with the sexual assault and Gucci with that damn sweater. I, I, I don't even know what's going on with Gucci doing that. That's just was a vile move. It was a monkey no, on a, on a pocketbook or something. Prada. That was right. Prada. This was a, like a, a sweater that goes over your lips and the lips are these big, oh, big yeah, I saw red that. Yeah. lips. But you know what? We live in a world where they just go like this. I'm sorry, but I'm not really sorry. And we move on because two months from now, your buddy that likes Gucci, he'll be buying Gucci again. Yeah. Two months. He can't. He, it's like he's trying to, he got to go to rehab. He goes his 60 days and he gets high again. And his get high is, damn, I can't live without that belt. You know, I, I know some people personally, they're like, man, I'm not doing anything with my Gucci coats. Because to them, that Gucci belt, shoes, and jacket, that's a sign of, look at me, I made it. So it doesn't make a difference to them. You know? I don't know. I've seen a lot of things, you know, with a lot of ball players, And right now I'm not even talking about, like, NBA stuff. I'm, like, overseas. You know, we all want to wear, well, most of us want to wear something to, to make us stand out and look a certain way, but at what cost and what's the sacrifice? You know, okay, you might want to wear, let's just take in this instance, Gucci, and that may make you look a certain way and around the world and not even to make it into a color thing, but because it is their product, when I mean their, I mean anybody outside the African-American, black, melanated community, they're going to say, oh, well, they got a little bit, little bit of money to do this. Oh, he's an athlete or he's an entertainer. He's this, that, and the other. But the thing is, 
we have other companies out there that aren't a part of their system, meaning we may not have the big names and the big promotion and everything else, but you can still look good. You can still go out there and shine and floss and look a certain way without any of these companies and brands. But if if someone feels like you have to wear this brand to say that, okay, I'm walking around with a with a lion fur coat, you know, to show I killed the lion. No, that just shows. <laughs> no, that don't mean you killed the lion. That just means you got it from somewhere. Your uncle passed it down to you, or something like that. You know, you, there's a lot of things to show that you're a warrior, that you can go out there and do this. And how about, you know, giving us a video of you killing lions? You know, that's something entirely different. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm making it a bit, a bit out there, but that's kind of what I'm saying, you know. I mean, I played ball. I, I didn't feel the need to wear these brands because, you know, the power came from within. The power didn't come from Gucci and Versace and all the clothes I was wearing. You know, yeah, I might have liked the sweatsuit here and there, but I wasn't out there trying to be a billboard for these companies. You know, and that's kind of the yeah. thing. You know, if you have more, if you have more of yourself to promote, why would you want to drape yourself in any other brand? Yeah, I always had a problem wearing somebody else's name on my back. Yeah, like I love I love uh, jerseys and stuff, and I got a uh, I have a whole same collection of Dallas Cowboy jerseys. But I don't wear them because my last name isn't Dorset, Strawback, or Smith. So I'm not walking around with your last name on my back. I love my last name. I don't even walk around with my Detroit Pistons jersey. And I got two. I got a Pistons jersey and a Nuggets jersey. And I don't even wear them. Did you and they're them? yours. They're, they're yours. mine. I, I played for briefly with the Pistons, and I was drafted by the Nuggets. And I do not wear either one of them. Did you oh, okay. frame the jerseys, Anthony? What'd you say? Did you frame the jerseys, the jerseys, Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Those are all I meant to ask you that a long time ago. I meant to ask you that. I mean, I framed my my Pee Wee League jersey. <laughs> uh-huh. Pee Wee League baseball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's, I that's something different. No, you you walking around the city, you know, you show that yeah, I play ball. You got on a little tournament. That's all, yeah, I wear those shirts all the time. I oh, throw yeah, out the, yeah, you know, yeah. I put on the I put on the Kingdom top. I put on the the 55th jersey or the shorts. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, ain't nothing yeah. I can do to not look like a ball player. I just walk like a ball player. I can't do nothing about that. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> you see it. <laughs> That's true, but well, you, know, got... you know what, Doc? I just want to add this real quick, Doc. I still got that Doug Williams jersey you gave me. I still oh, got it. Oh wow! My goodness! I wore, look, bro, I wore it for my daughter's my fifteen-year-old's first birthday party. I wore it that one time. That was it. Oh, that's when that's when I had the uh, Mitchell and Ness hookup. Exactly, and I thank you very I... much because down here in Maryland, where I'm at, that Doug Williams jersey. Is like God. People would kill to have that jersey, and I just I got it sitting in a um in a white plastic bag, and I'm probably gonna eventually frame frame it, you know, uh, and, and hang it up on the wall because it is it you know I hate the Redskins, but it, it signifies more than that. And I meant to tell you, I still had that jersey. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one because you gotta love Doug, but I hate even the name of that team, you know. Now, I got one for the guys. This is, this is guys, and I want to hear your opinion. This is me. Valentine's Day, 
way too close to Christmas, don't you think? Absolutely. I missed the stat again. Valentine's Day, way too close to Christmas. Amen. <laughs> Why do you? I think all the holidays are too close. Well, see, and, me personally, and, 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 me personally. No, go ahead, bro. No, I was just, no, I was just gonna say, me personally, I don't, uh, I don't even celebrate it, man. And I've been, I've been married nine years, but just no celebrating, man. I'm, a, my, 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 my thought process is, you know, I don't need a day to do it. I do it all year round, you know, and that's, uh, that's it. I mean, anytime that somebody, somebody's gonna try to make me feel like I'm obligated to do something, I'm not gonna do it. And I could dig that. I Nothing wrong with that. You do not need a holiday to show show love to your other, to buy gifts for someone, to to do anything, you know. But these holidays are supposedly, I don't know, coming from holy days. So yeah, there's something ancient tied into the that time in February. You know, we only link it to Valentine's Day, but the thing is the concept. You know, the concept of showing love and appreciation and gifts and all of this that could be done every day if you want to. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm going on 23 years and two months. 23 years, best 23 years of my life. I am not one of those guys that's shy about loving my wife. I don't even think I'd be walking the planet without her. She's, uh, if there's a God, he gave her to me. Greatest present I've ever got. So, and that's I, great. and and if you if you ask her. She think I might be the biggest pain in the butt because I'm always on her, even though I'm not like a 14-year-old lunatic. <laughs> you know? My wife, my wife has developed, uh, and she's going to be mad at me, what I call wife ninja techniques. I can oh, walk by and to touch her butt, and she can slap my hand like a karate expert. I'd be like, damn, how did you know I was going to do that? She's like, I always know. <laughs> let me ask you. Let me ask you. It was a phrase that uh, your wife used to say, um, "Pab," and I use Pull it. Oh, your ass! Oh no! <laughs> oh your ass! My wife's from the island, originally. So our slang is a little different than our slang. Yeah, I use I use the pab though. I use that. I do use that. <laughs> oh, oh, that would be punk ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I've been called that uh, like five hundred times. It'll be it'll happen today. I'll do something. So I'll Doc, do something. you watching uh you watching The Walking Dead tonight? Oh, uh, you know what? I got uh, from what I hear, Michonne is leaving the show also, and good yeah. for her because she's got uh, what do you call it, the Black Panther. Uh, I'm going to watch The Walking Dead, but I'm still not forgiving you for getting me back into this Gotham nonsense. <laughs> so I got feelings about that, my brother. <laughs> I, I got right back up in that. And, and, and talking about like Black Panther, I somebody I want somebody to show some love and give give Michael B. Jordan a hug because for him to say that he needed to go to therapy for playing. Killmonger in Black Panther to me I thought was outrageous. That role wasn't that heavy. What would happen no. if he played a slave? Oh, uh, or Malcolm X or, or something like that. Yeah, or, I mean somebody real. I mean Killmonger kind of 
Yeah, Killmonger, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> was kind of weak character. Yeah. Black Panther hey. was a good movie, but it wasn't that good. That wasn't that great. Like, like, I mean, compare it to the comic it. book. It, it's, it's, it does, to me, it did the comic book no justice, my opinion. He well, needs to go to be therapy. a little bit different, you know. Moving pictures and stagnant pictures are two entirely different things. The, the comic books focus mainly on the words and just showing you one picture. You know, in a movie, you got to hold somebody's attention for a couple of hours. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that, but let's not forget that, that comic. That comic book activates that imagination. Uh, when I was a kid, those comic books, that that stuff was coming off the page to me. Oh, for sure, for you know, sure. Coming off the page, and I guess that's well, the way not, art is. And I'm definitely art not is, talking down the comic books. I, I used to buy and read comic books daily. I mean, I'm now using the Amazon per, with the uh, Kindle books to get more comics on there. So trust me, I know what you're talking can, about. And I can send you some. I had about 400 in this trunk I'm sitting here looking at. Uh, all from Actual all comics? I got every comic, every diff, well, I don't have a lot of DC. Everything Marvel going back to about, say, maybe 77, 78. Man, oh, and you need to me. talk. That you famous comic book store is closing in the village, Doc. All right. Oh, I mean, I got... on... oh you got I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm comics, too, just yes. to study my color palette for my art. So I got to focus on the comics and the, the bright colors and everything else. That helps me with my painting and my digital work. Oh, I got a bunch of them shit sitting here. And, um, I mean, I got some good, good series here. And, um, you know, we were talking about this, this Captain Marvel movie coming out. And I was, uh, we were just saying how many de- different Captain Marvels there were. And there, there was actually a black female Captain Marvel. And I was saying, I I well, okay, um, why didn't they? Well, I'm sitting here looking at the book. And I'm like, well, why didn't they do her if they were, were trying to focus on the black superheroes? I was just surprised that, um, you know, they didn't do her. They chose, uh, I think it's Ms. Marvel, the other chick, Ms. Marvel. They chose her. Yeah, well. Right now, you better go to Wakanda, brother. That's what they're going to feed you. And you better be lucky that they feed Think about that. We we should be happy they feeding us that. You know what I mean? And you do have a couple of characters in the uh, Avengers, uh, Infinity Wars, you know. So you, you it's not like we're being totally ignored, which is good. Because there's enough shows where we are basically totally ignored. And every black movie can't be a damn Madea movie. I just can't. That, nah, that, that can't man. be it. Nah, no, no. I ain't seen one of those movies yet. I'm, I just can't. I, I can't grasp the concept. You know, uh, it's kind of like trying to watch Martin play the old lady. You know, um, you know, I remember back when Flip Wilson had the show. We, we we used to watch the repeats of the show as kids, and I couldn't yeah. really grasp the concept. You know, I couldn't. Different day, different time. Nah, couldn't get into it. That that's just me. But fellas, I gotta let y'all go. Uh, it's always, always, always a pleasure to talk to everybody here. Bones, you know, uh, I'm still I'm still reeling from the other week where you had yes. a good twenty minute rant. I loved it. 
right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Much love to you, brother, and I thank you for the kind words. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate it. You know what I'm talking about. Same with yes, you, yes. Doc. I appreciate the love. Anthony and William, we're going to talk. I appreciate you guys um, showing up on the show and uh, talking a little bit about hey. yourselves. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Show. I'm glad to be here. Yo, sure. this is a dope I, I, show. You know what I'm saying? Dope. This shit is dope. Because you know what I like about it? Like, you know, like when I do radio sometimes, I'm kind of like stuck in a box, but I'm either discussing this or I'm discussing this. What I love about this show is we talk about everything. And so, you you know, my guards are down, but they're up. But it's good because I never really know what Doc is going to say, even though you get an agenda. But we can start out one way, end up another way. But it's probably one of the best shows I've been with been had a chance to be with and be a part of. So you guys enjoy the day. I'll be in touch with everybody sure. through the week. Have a great day, fellas. I'll talk with y'all. Okay, okay have a great day too. All right. And you gentlemen, man, I really do appreciate y'all calling in. You've been a you've been a great it's been a great uh addition. <laughs> Thank you. Again, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here, glad to share in the convo and do a little bit of promotion for myself. You know, I just yeah, I just hope the people enjoy. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I get good. I get pretty good feedback uh, from people. They let me know what's That's what. Good. Um, you know, I get. Uh, I'm no uh, hundred thousand listener. You know, show yet. Yeah. But I get. I get my viewers. I see my numbers. I don't chase them. It just happens organically. Thank, thankfully. Well, that's that's always good, organic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what? I can't wait to see your William. I can't wait to see your stuff because you 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 seem to be in that kind of culture, and you know what? I respect it. Matter of fact, I've been trying to get my brother and well, I guess like my nephew-in-law to call in because he lives like a uh, ital. I think I'm saying that right. Lifestyle. Okay. You know, no pork, no this, no that. And we always go back and forth on stuff like that. You know, because... Well, I mean, uh, don't, get, I mean don't, get me, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I eat because I'm a, I'm a big dude. I do, a, I, do, I do powerlifting. But, I mean, at the same time, I'm like, you know, uh, you know it's, it's, all, it's all about taking care, taking care of your body. I mean, all of us... I tell younger dudes at the gym all the time, I'm like, you know, wait, you guys wait till you get to the 30. I mean, your body's going to react to things different. And <clears throat> so it's all, you know, for me, it's all about taking care of my joints. And then all, all, overall, you know, just trying to be, you know, as healthy as I can be. And that's it, man. And I, you know, I got into this uh, with a friend of mine a couple of years ago. And then you see the different supplements that we have. And, you know, I, I uh, listen, I, 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 I watched my grandfather die a few years ago from prostate cancer, and I watched uh, several other men in my family pass away from prostate cancer as well. And I'm like, hey, listen, I'm doing the things now to try to, you know, alleviate that down the road. And, you know, I started taking, you know, some of the prostate formula from the company, and I can tell you that it works, man. And, you know, they have okay. different supplements as well to boost your energy. And all of this is it's all natural. It's not like there's any, you know, crazy side effects, anything like that involved. So I'm like, anything is all natural, you know, you know, I'm with because a lot of times you see people, 
they may go to the doctor for the kidneys and the doctor might prescribe uh, medication for them, but then the kidneys does something with the joints and then they take something for the joints, but it affects the liver, you know, and it's, it's a cycle. So, um, you know, I'm like anything all natural, I'm with. Yeah, we don't want, we don't want to... We don't want that orange tinge that guy in Washington got. We don't yeah. want to take anything that's going to turn us into that unnatural color. <laughs> no reason. You know. But I, I'm, 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 I'm always inquisitive. I'm always uh, looking to learn something new. I mean, at this stage in my life, I am not going to be able to uh, draw anything worth a damn. My stick figure sucks. I, you know, some of us just don't have that. I was given the ability to pick up two sticks and make beautiful sounds with anything that you could call a drum from a table to anything. You give me those two sticks and I can go. That's Matter of fact, I should. I don't know. I don't know why I haven't promoted my music more because it's not something I live for. Just something I do. You know, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not. Like one of those people that's deep into it, but I've uh, I've definitely did some recording sessions. Uh, I'm a very good drummer, if I say so myself. And it's all right to pat yourself on the back, so I will say so. You know, I I love music. I mean, do you have like a beat machine or a drum machine or anything like that? No, 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 no. Real live. I real live go to a studio, me oh. and just a kid, and I can go. I I learned to write music very young. Uh, my parents put me into anything known to man, including dance, as a child. Mm. And I just I didn't need any classes. They gave me the drumstick, set me in front of a kid, and I was able to drum. And I've always been able to do it my entire life. I mean, because I even yeah. play steel drums. I love steel drums. My family's from the islands. Yeah, my wife's from Trinidad. Uh, so okay. I, I can play any, you, you name, if it's a percussion, man, I'm on it. I'm on it. So I, I, do, I do have some stuff. Uh, when I, you know what, when I check your, your site, your Facebook, maybe I'll, I'll send you a couple of clips. They're not long. Uh, you'd like to keep it to the same length as a song, three minutes, four minutes at the back. You know, nobody wants to hear you drum for 22 minutes straight. You know, that's <laughs> insanity. So I have a lot well, of questions. Well, it depends. It, I, I don't know, man. I mean, if I see you drumming and, you know, the drums start coming to life and life, and lights start coming out of it and things happen, yeah, I'm captivated. <laughs> oh, see, but you know what? I think I think in that instance, this is just me. I think you need to see the person. No, for real. That's what I'm saying. Well, I, want, I want to see you drum. I mean, I, I, it's, it's like you were saying. You know, I like to see that person that has that, that individual skill. You might not need anything electronic, technical. You know, give you two chicken bones and a plate. You know, that's, that's a drum kit right there. Yes, it is. And I definitely don't have uh, I don't know the electronic. I was going to buy one of those, and I thought about it. I was mm-hmm. like, this doesn't sound like something that's right. Yeah. So it wasn't for me. You know, I, I need I need the wooden sticks. I need to sit in that seat. For sure. 
Yeah. It's kind of like me, you know, when I don't have all my art supplies, the simplest thing for me to do is just get, get a pencil or a pen and some paper, you know, and it doesn't really matter what I'm drawing or what I'm looking at. You know, it's just to find that level of peace and peace of mind where, you know, my first God-given talent and ability is just, you know, just being used without anybody's influence, anybody's say-so. You know, I know I got skill and talent. That's not the point. You know, the point is to, to put good work out there. I mean, I sat in the doctor's office one day for like two hours, and then while I was sitting there, I pulled out this book that they had. It was like a, a muscle diagram of the back of somebody's leg that was standing on their toes, you know, and I did that on a piece of regular line paper. I left it there in the office, and the secretary took it and put it up by her, by her phone because she loved how it looked. And But these, these are the things I'm talking about. When you have a talent and skill, you know, people are going to love it if you put the right amount of energy and passion into it. Well, that's true. And you're giving birth to something that, you know, that's one thing that I love about art, any form of art, because I do consider musicians, artists, actors, sure. artists. You're taking nothing and you're creating something tangible sure. from something invisible. Like, my, my, I have an uncle of mine. Not only is he uh, dabble in art, let's be very quick, but he's a contractor. And we would go into these dilapidated houses, and he would already, in his mind, I, I couldn't see it because I don't have that talent. He could already see a finished product. Oh, well, this is where what yeah. the going to be in. Because he's drawn in in his mind, like, right on the spot. I was going, you crazy. And then a couple of months later, I'll go to the same place, and it'd be somebody living there, just like he said. I'd be like, damn. He was like, because I could see it. I see it before it happens. Yeah. So you're creating I'm from literally nothing, and you're creating something. Well, and that's yeah. the thing. Everything's a canvas. I mean, what you were saying about the musician, you know, I don't feel you're creating it from nothing or from something invisible because you see it in your mind. You see it in your heart. And I'm like that with a canvas. I mean, I might put a couple of lines down there, but I know what it's going to look like by the time it's finished. Like, oh, Aunt, you know, what are you doing right there? It's not finished. Oh, no. That's just the first layer out of maybe 20 layers that I'm going to put on this canvas, and that's the undertone of the gold. That's going to get covered with brown later, you know, and that's going to mix with the red in the head. And, you know, and people don't see that. They just, a lot of people just see what's in front of them. You know, there's a process to everything. I mean, even this car here in front of me, it was a concept first. You know, it was in somebody's head. It was in somebody's heart before it came out here on the street. So you with your music is the same thing. You built it in your head and you built it in your heart. And not everybody's going to be able to see it or understand the process that brought it into the material world, but they're going to appreciate it. They're still going to get that car and still drive it. You know what? That, thank you. I appreciate that, Ant, and I thank you for giving me a different uh, view on that subject right there because that's the way I always viewed it, that I'm creating, especially if I don't write. I'm not writing a yeah. blueprint of what I'm going to do, and I'm just, you know, just going free, freehand. Well, that's, and that's kind of like that, what we were talking about earlier. You are the blueprint. So anything you do is the plan. You know, the blueprint okay. was to put you and your energy here on this planet to accomplish something. So anything you are accomplishing, that's a, a guidepost and a signpost for other people. That's the blueprint. So you're just doing what you know and love and what's, what you've been blessed with, you know, it becomes a blueprint when somebody else picks it up and tries to create something out of that. See, what you're doing is just 
what you're supposed to do. That's why that's why I say with me and doing the art and with the basketball, there's no blueprint for what I'm doing. You know, everybody, oh, you should coach, you should do. Well, I love to play, but that doesn't mean I should follow the line of every other person that played ball before me. I'm I'm supposed to be giving back more, and until I'm doing that, me coaching isn't going to suffice. You know, because they're kids or young men and women and young adults. You know, they they have that mind and that spirit for other things. So if I can use the basketball as a conduit to the other things that they know and love, because I'm sure that, yeah, Michael Jordan, he may have loved basketball, but he went into racing, he went into gambling, he went into baseball and all these other things, because there are other things in his blueprint that he likes, loves, and adores. You know, they may not be promoted, but for those that see it, it can become an inspiration to something bigger. That is true. Yeah, like you said, with your uh, 20 layers when you're doing a picture. We should yeah. be multi-layered. We are multi-layered in- individuals or humans, whatever you well, want to well, call us. And, and a lot of that goes back to the other things you were talking about. It's because people try to pigeonhole us or put us in boxes, but I don't know, that's, where, that's where the focus, I believe, comes in. You know, With all the drama, I mean, in everyone's life and in the world, I, I think if we all just focus on what needs to be done, and I think that first and foremost needs to get yourself right. You know, my man with his products, if you get your mind and your body right, you get your diet right, you know, you, then you get your head clear, and you put yourself in the right space because you might not always have the physical space around you, but get out, get out in nature, go to the park, go for a ride, go to the gym, do certain things where you're not around the negativity. And then if you have whatever creative spirit and energy, be it music, art, uh, dance, entertainment, acting, whatever it is, well, then it makes it easier to promote that, and that's how it grows. I mean, these things grow in darkness. You can't take a seed and sit it in the sun see what happens. Nothing. you got to put it in darkness for it to grow. And that darkness, not to be funny, <laughs> is the darkness of your subconscious and un- unconscious mind. So if you take the time to weed out if you take the time to weed out all the other nonsense, well, those things that you have planted within you will grow and sprout. And, and that's, that's the simplest way I could put it. Now, this is, this is good stuff. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to let you guys go on and have a rest of this day, beautiful day. I hope that the weather where you are sitting at right now is to your I'm liking. outside right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've had – I'm down in North Carolina. It was 84 degrees three days ago. And oh, it was goodness. 79 the day before. But last night it was 25, so <laughs> I don't have an outside today, but I definitely had some beauty this week. But I hope that the weather is to your liking, whatever the liking is that you need it to be so that you can get out and breathe and enjoy yourself today. And I'm going to check out your website, and I hope you guys will allow me to, if you even don't call in again, to mention them again next week when I do my show. Is that fine? That sounds good to me, man. I will do that. Because that's just going to be my way of saying thank you for the insight. Thank you for the information. Thank you for the good conversation. Bones, you promoting anything, my brother? Uh, Bones, you going on me? Okay. But yeah, he might have rolled out. No, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. 
You promoting anything? You got a cookout going on? You got anything happening? No, nah, nothing going on. It's, um, you know, over here is Camp Brown. You know, I got all the kids. I guess that's my my gift to the world. There's six kids that live in my house. Five of them, nieces and nephews <laughs> that were forced to care, and sister's sick, and I, I got custody of them. Plus my son. So that makes six kids in my house. Well, that you know what? That's something you supposed to always promote, Bones, because yeah, you're making man. it easier on five other lives, lives. You know, you know, twenty years, twenty years, thirty years down the road, I'm telling you, these these young these children now are going to be very appreciative yeah. for the things that you're doing for them. Man. Yeah, and I try to say that to myself every day. Lord, please, I guess hopefully they'll sink in that <laughs> Uncle's doing them a favor, you know. And also, too, also, too, I've always been around boys, but now I have two little girls, twelve and ten. Hey, check that out. And I'm like, oh, my God. Boys are so much different than girls. I'm like, oh, my God, right now with them. You you can do what I can't do. And that, that's a walk I can't walk. Mm. Me and children are good together for about 13 seconds. And after that, <laughs> they, they don't want nothing to do with me, and I don't want nothing to do with them. And it's, I'm always... I've always handled my nephews and nieces the same way. Go in your pocket, give them some money, and say goodbye. I've never minded the kid. I've never watched the kid. I've never changed the kid. I don't have experience with children. You know, little, little babies. But, but you, you, you can do that. do something man. about that for you. <laughs> I'm too old You need now, that experience. Bro. Too old. I'm over 50. That 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 ship done sailed. It's all the way in like Mediterranean Sea by now. <laughs> but Bones, somebody tell you you got some actually that you got something to promote. You promote at least that aspect of your life because that is about as beautiful as it gets. Love is 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 the best gift that we can give each other. Yeah, yeah. And you giving love, so you know what. You're a superstar in my book. Uh, thank you, brother. Hey, no problem. Well, Jen, I want to I want to close this out. And uh, Anthony Peel. Yes. Is that correct? Oh, and brother uh, William you know, every... Martin. Yes. Yes. Okay. I will check your sites out. I will join your Instagram or Twitter or whatever. I will listen back to this so I have the information because I want to see your sites. Thanks a lot. Sure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you again. Okay. Yeah, have a great week, fellas. Yes, yeah, you yes. too. Everybody have a great week. Like cool. Be good, guys. Yes, yes. And like all I right. tell everybody, all the time before I close this show out, the one and only thing that I need to tell you is peace. Peace to you and peace to yours. Have a great one.